This is D23 Inside Disney. We are going to take you through some of the best Disney stories of the week, get you an inside look at the people behind the magic of Disney. I'm Candace from Radio Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And I'm Jeffrey from D23. And we're the hosts that will take you Inside Disney. Yay, it's so good to be back with you guys this week. It is. Well, twice Can't in one week. It? I love it. I know. Oh, and <laughs> guys, I had such a blast talking to Don Han and Paige O'Hara in our video podcast. Yes. That was like yes. childhood goals accomplished. Yes, a little bit of starstruck situation happening. Totally. so cool. Their stories were so good. And if people have not had a chance to look at it yet, on D23.com and on D23 Social, we did a special video episode of Inside Disney with Paige, the voice of Belle and Dawn, producer of many incredible Disney movies, including Beauty and the Beast and Lion King. That was just such a treat to get to talk to them. Totally a treat. Talking classics in honor of Disney Plus's Throwback Week, which speaking of, so I was talking to my friend Nicole about Throwback Week and I mentioned to her that I had not seen a lot of the original classic Disney Channel original movies because I was, (gasps) but I was like almost 30 when they really became a thing. I'm, you know. (laughs) That's no excuse. All right, fine. So, (laughs) so I have begun a deep dive and the first one I watched out of the gate was Smart House. Yes. Great choice. It was really good. Although like almost creepy and how predictive it was of like yeah. the world today. <laughs> and also amazing that Katie Seagal is the voice of the house because I love her on the Connors right now. So it's very, very like 360. So I love that. And then cool. I had to go to what everyone has told me is perhaps the greatest decom of all time. Xenon girl of the 21st century. Yes. yes. Zenas Lapidus, it was awesome. Um, <laughs> wow. I am so excited for your DCOM journey. You've got some really great ones ahead of you. I'm going in. I'm, I'm all in now. And uh, mainly also because I've watched everything else on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> uh, and, and speaking of throwback week, coming up on the show, we have Christy Carlson Romano. Yay. Amazing. Voice of Kim Possible, star of Even Stevens, Cadet Kelly. So uh, looking forward to chatting with her. Yes. I don't know if you guys watched last week, but one of the highlights was having Justin Bieber live on Instagram with Radio Disney. Did you guys check it out? Because it was so fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. It's like highlight of being friends with you because <laughs> you do send us texts when these things are going to happen. And I pay attention. I, and I know Sherry does too. You were awesome. <laughs> you were so great with him. Hey, thanks. You know, we go way back 11 years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Can people still see it? Yeah, you can still see it at Radio Disney. It's on our Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. It's everywhere. But the easiest is just go to our Instagram. It's right there. So That's cool. the coolest. The yeah. beebs. The beebs. And Instagram. You've been playing with some stuff on Instagram there. I can't Candace. stop. I can't stop with the Lion King on Broadway filter. Guys, I'm... This is like the best way to wake up like your people on Instagram is to put the filter on and just be the Lion King. I love that. Yeah. The, you wearing the Lion King masks, you are way more tech savvy than I. So please explain to people how they can find these. So just go to Instagram. Like you're going to post a story. You can search for the Lion King on Broadway filter, flip it around, do this as a selfie because it's so cute, so fun. And there you go. You're on. If you guys want to see it, I've been using it all day, every day since it came out at Candace on air. Please join me. Amazing. Cool. Amazing. <laughs> 
And in some Disney news that had me singing, <laughs> sorry guys, couldn't help it. ABC just announced the return of the Disney family sing-along. Yes! Uh, Ryan Seacrest will once again be the host. The Disney family sing-along volume two will be airing on Sunday, May 10th. Uh, Mother's Day, so I know what I'm giving my mother. Cool. Tip on watching that show. And uh, the celebrities are going to be announced very soon, so definitely check out d23.com for the latest. Okay. Um, I just got really excited and I forgot what my piece of news was. Something else on ABC, guys. A two-hour TV event with ABC and People. This is called The Story of Soaps. Are you guys fans of soap operas? Well, perhaps you don't know, but one of my original jobs, I was the West Coast editor of Soap Opera Digest. Okay. Oh, interesting. (laughs) So yes, yes, I am familiar with soaps. (laughs) Yes, fun fact, my husband was actually on General Hospital on ABC for like 100 episodes, so I'm partial to that one. Yeah. When? Okay, we're going to have to talk about this. Like, There's so much to get into on this. Who did he play? He played Trey Mitchell, who was ended up marrying Christina, who was the daughter of Sonny Corinthos. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's pretty epic. Yeah. It was interesting to watch. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'll say that much. But the special, The Story of Soaps, it's going to debut Tuesday, May 19th at 8 o'clock. And it's basically going to highlight the iconic impact of the soap opera. There's going to be a panel of experts. It's going to explore what modern television has become and how it traces its roots back to the soap opera. Something else I really like about it is it's going to look at how female creators migrated from radio and TV to become really the dominant force in daytime for more than three decades. So some of the guests include Alec Baldwin, Carol Burnett, Andy Cohen, our friend John Stamos, Denise Richards, Susan Lucci, the queen of daytime. And a Disney legend. Yes, I was there when she got inducted there at the expo. It was amazing. That sounds pretty super. You know what else sounds super? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? What transition, Sherry? <laughs> the Incredicoaster virtual ride-along from Disneyland Resort. So Ooh. the latest incredible installment of hashtag Disney Magic Moments puts you on the fastest attraction at the Disneyland Resort. So not only do you get to zoom through the Incredicoaster from the rider's perspective, you also get to pick up some really fun facts along the way. For example, Jeffrey and Candace pop quiz. Are you ready? (laughs) No, no, but okay. How many times can you spot Jack-Jack on the attraction? Oh, six. So many. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) You see him at the beginning, you see him at the end, and then you see him when he multiplies. So there's like probably like, I don't know, six, seven of those, eight. You see him in the tunnel, and then Mm -hmm. maybe one more. I'm going to say 12. I'm going to go with six. Ooh, you guys are uh, not quite there. 19. 19? <laughs> you can see him 19 times. I did yeah. not know. Yep. Huh. I also Way learned to it took... me. Darling, you stumped <laughs> me. That's fabulous. You look amazing. <laughs> Very good, Edna. It also took 50 pounds of glitter to create the fire and force field effect, which I can't imagine. 50 pounds of glitter. What kind of cleanup had to happen for that? <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah. So head to the Disney Parks blog, take a seat, turn a fan on in front of your face, brace yourself for a virtual thrill. For more magic, don't forget to check out DisneyMagicMoments.com. And our friends at the Disney Parks blog too. Oh yeah. Of course. 
There's also a virtual viewing of Welcome to Spring, guys. This is coming to you from Disneyland Paris, which I don't Um, know if you guys know about my love for all things Parisian. Hmm. But this is one of my favorite Disney magic moments online right now. The show is just so amazing. Welcome to spring in Paris. I mean, what's more beautiful than that? You'll catch it right in front of Sleeping Beauty Castle. Just the colors are beautiful and the performers are beautiful. So many good songs they're performing. It's a little over nine minutes long if you guys want to check it out. Again, at DisneyMagicMoments.com on the Disney Parks blog. And uh, enjoy. It's it's going to put you in an instantly good mood. Aww. Well, I was in an instantly good mood. Transition. <laughs> <laughs> When I found out that on May 4th, May the 4th, as Star Wars fans know it, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker will stream two months early on Disney+. Plus. Cool. I loved the epic conclusion. I am a huge fan of the Star Wars saga and the Skywalker saga. I cannot wait to see it again. I'm amping up my sound system so it's even more surroundy than normal. And of course, there's so much more happening on May the 4th with the launch of Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, the finale of The Clone Wars, and a lot more you'll be able to see on Disney Plus, on the Parks blog at d23.com. So check it all out. Can I get a bigger TV in time? (laughs) Well, on that Disney Plus note, the trailer for It's a Dog's Life with Bill Farmer just dropped. Disney legend Bill Farmer. Disney legend. It's a 10-episode docuseries featuring some legendary dogs doing remarkable things, as well as a legendary host who's done remarkable things. Disney legend Bill Farmer, who is the voice of Goofy and Pluto. He is so nice. Oh, I want to meet him. Perhaps we will in an upcoming episode. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. Is that a wink, wink? Perhaps. My hopes are high. The trailer includes a clip of a dog on a surfboard, so suffice it to say, I am invested. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah. New episodes will stream every Friday on Disney Plus starting May 15th. Can't wait to watch that. Speaking of things to watch, guys, are you ready for- Another good transition. (laughs) Five fantastic things to watch this weekend. They just posted it on d23.com. So let's start with the one that you're excited about, Sherry. Yes, so Friday, as you wish, The Princess Bride is going to be streaming on Disney+. Plus. Yes! I cannot wait! I love Inigo Montoya, Wesley, can't wait to follow their crazy adventures on Disney+, Plus again and again and again. Mm -hmm. I will watch it an unembarrassing number of times, believe me. (laughs) You killed my father, prepare to die. (laughs) I love that. I, I love that movie so much. I actually am excited because also on the same day, ESPN will be airing Secretariat, which is about the incredible racehorse with Diane Lane. And when the movie originally came out back in 2010, gosh, I can't believe it was that long ago, I had the opportunity to interview some of the producers for D23.com. So very, very cool movie. And it's heartwarming. It's about sports, but it's not really about sports movies. So definitely check it out. Also on Friday, George of the Jungle is coming to Disney+. Plus. Haven't seen that one in forever, so I'll be watching that too. It's really funny. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a while for me too. Well, also something you should watch, DuckTales on Disney XD. There's a new episode and Lin-Manuel Miranda is back, so I'm excited for that. 
And coming up on Sunday is the season finale of The Rookie. And I have been a big Nathan Fillion fan for a long time. And I also loved him on Castle. So excited to see where season two ends. Well, let's get to our special guest. You know and love her from Even Stevens, Kim Possible, Beauty and the Beast on Broadway, and or one of her million other incredible projects. We are so glad to have with us today, Christy Carlson Romano. Woohoo! <laughs> Candace, it's been so amazing to watch all your stuff on Instagram and being a mom and also just all your radio Disney stuff. You're the, you're oh, the best. Oh, you're the best. Thank you. I've been loving Christy's Kitchen Throwback, by the way, on YouTube. Woo-hoo! It's such a fun show. <laughs> Thank you so much. You got to subscribe. Tell everybody yeah. to subscribe. <laughs> you just did. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> So Even Stevens was one of your very first big projects. What was that experience like for you becoming this huge Disney Channel star? It was an interesting time. I think Disney Channel had definitely started to change because they had had certain things on like the Jersey and Jet Jackson, and they were starting to embark on a new type of programming that really was catered to the tween audience in a way, I think, that had real deep storylines rather than them be more cater towards like the Jersey was sports and you know it was very much more interest-based and ours had much more of a narrative happening about um, the coming of age and all that so did Lizzie McGuire but even Kim Possible did eventually but I think that there was a shifting focus to seeing like real story and I think that that paid off in the end because everyone just fell in love with it and it's still something that everyone holds dear to their hearts. So true. Something else we still hold dear to our hearts, of course, Kim Possible. Such a smart show. Also really fun, of course. Mm -hmm. Do you have any favorite memories thinking back on your time on that show? So many. It's weird. I actually have a lot of memories now that I'm doing Comic-Cons now and then with Will Friedle, who played Ron Stoppable. He and I have had a lot of fun, you know, traveling together and seeing the fans and, and just how vibrant the fan base is still is i know i mean look i know that they would love to see that come back (laughs) for at least another season i think the audition process was really cool i had to audition just like many other people did i really fought for the part i feel like because i saw the character i was 16 at the time so i was a little nervous they somehow they really felt like i got her and that the different you know sides of my voice felt dynamic enough for her to feel like a real girl, but also an action hero. And so, yeah, I mean, I I was honored to play the part. So I have to admit, because I'm very old, Kim Possible was not in my viewing wheelhouse until I did the Kim Possible World Showcase Adventure at Epcot. Right. Did you ever have a chance to do that? I didn't. I'm so bummed about it. You know, I voiced it and it was a blast to know that, you know, my voice was going to be on you know, one of the rides of Disneyland and Disney World. And I was very sad that I couldn't make my way there. I think at the time I was in college and I was really busy. So I guess I just couldn't steal away. Now I look at it and I'm saying, kicking myself, absolutely kicking myself. It was pretty cool to be able to like carry like a communicator around with you and you guys would pop up and it was really awesome. I hear that all the time and I just, it just, it's salt in the wound because I never got to ride it. I'm so bummed. Oh. 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 But but maybe, you know, who knows what will happen. I'm sure that those sound files. I thought the technology was still there. I know that they redid it and made it Phineas and Ferb for a while. They did. They and, did. And so as, I don't know if that remote technology is still active. If I ever go back to Disney World just to see 
you know, this is where it was. Like maybe this is something that lived in that ride. Yep. And it's a part of history. That'd be cool. Well, on top of all that, you've also had the chance to be a Disney princess on Broadway as Belle in Beauty and the Beast. Do you have a favorite memory from your time doing that? I do. I have a favorite memory. So I was the 13th anniversary Belle. I was also the youngest Belle on Broadway. I was 19 at the time. So a lot of people were like concerned and like a little worried. They were like, can she do this? And so I worked super duper hard. I wanted to be the best Belle that I could be. And it was an amazing, amazing transformative experience for me as an actress and a uh, Broadway performer. Um, and I mean, I took it so seriously and regarded it so highly because even the woman that was Belle before me, Megan McGinnis, she and I had done a Broadway show together many, many years before that. And so it felt kind of like a sister was handing me almost like Miss America crown being handed down. <laughs> and so when somebody came to replace me, I felt the same kind of honor to be able to bestow that upon her. And so really it was, it was a really amazing experience for me to be Belle. I still have my Belle dress. Can you believe that? Actually, and I like, I act- they let you keep it. That's cool. It was, I think it was the highest honor ever, you know, given to uh, one of the actresses. And I guess they thought I worked hard enough to take it home with me. So I have it guys, literally, because I took it from my mom's house and then we moved recently enough where I have it hanging on the other side of my closet door right now. Like I see it every day. Oh, love that. Have you put it on recently or? No, I can't fit into that thing after having two kids. (laughs) (laughs) I I would just, I would think I would just be really sad if I tried it on. (laughs) More recently, you had an arc on Big Hero 6, the series, and you played a villain on that one. So what was it like after being known for voicing a hero to kind of go over to the dark side? Oh, it was fun. I feel like I played a villain, but I guess I wasn't in Kid at Kelly. But I think whenever I approach those kinds of parts, whether it's like a Lifetime movie or something like that, I really enjoy trying to make the character likable or at least like by the end of it, have people respect the character's struggle rather than it be like, you know, boo, you know, that's just a horrible, horrible, blown out villain. So I like to give dimensions to the character. So with Trina, I was working with Bob and Mark again, who are the creators of Kim Possible. And so it was kind of like coming back home, but they wanted me to make sure that I did it a little differently than Kim. And so Trina does have some similarities to Kim in that she's a leader and she's a tough chick. And when we first meet her, she's like this robotic genius. And I'm not going to spoil anything for that, but she ends up not being good. And they wanted me to make sure that I could kind of have a different vibe to her overall. So I really enjoyed working with them and then doing also something different. Now, you were at D23 Expo last summer and your time. So much fun. I was going to say, like your time in the Disney Plus stage talking about your work was packed. So what was your experience like at that whole thing? I mean, the launch of Disney Plus and you like surrounded by like hundreds of people. It was amazing. It was such a highlight. I had recently had my baby and so I hadn't really come out of the house yet. And so I was so excited. I got my makeup done and my hair done. And I was like, this is exciting. I'm coming out and seeing all these fun people. And then to have the panel, like I really didn't realize how many things I was doing that day. I was a marshal in the parade with Ali Mackie, who I absolutely adore and got to become friends with after that. I just felt like a part of the Disney family again. And I guess in a lot of ways, I will always be a part of the Disney family. So I'm really proud of that day. And that was the last time other than going to the parks with my family that I just felt like 
the magic, I guess you could say. It just felt like a part of the magic. Well, in case you haven't heard, Disney Plus is celebrating throwback week this week. So what are Uh some of your favorite Disney throwbacks to watch? Hmm, that's a good question. Let's see, throwback. Obviously, Xenon is a fun one. I remember watching Xenon, and I think it came out a little bit before I started working with them, but right around the same time. And I just thought it was so much fun. And I was like, wow, I'm, this is really cool. Like, it's a Disney movie, and I'm going to start working with them. I, I just remember being young and very impressed by Xenon. <laughs> and now if, I, now if I try to watch it back, I'm sure my daughter might like it because she likes everything that's space-related and astronauts and stuff. So I think maybe we'll give it a shot. Yes. Totally do it. Well, we have to ask you some of your Disney favorites because we know you love Disney like we do. So tell me your favorite Disney parks attraction. Ooh, that's hard. So hard. It changes. It changes like every time I go there and I'm like, wow, I I really had a great time on Thunder Railroad last time that I was there with my husband on a date night. We had a blast. Like it was way cooler at night. Mm -hmm. That's the thing is like, I feel like the park changes so much from day to night. It's like a totally different park. And then even with every holiday, if you go on the holidays like I do, which is like, I don't know, there's just something even extra magical about it. And it, Halloween might be my favorite time to go now. I've gone on Halloween two years in a row. And it's it's just the food is amazing. And the, you know, the costumes are amazing. And everything about it is just so much fun. Mm. So let's see if I would have to say my favorite ride. I'm going to have to say Pirates. Ooh, Ooh. That's a good one. Ooh. All right, favorite Disney animated movie? Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Moana. I think Moana and Beauty and the Beast. It's a tie. But, I mean, those are two good ones. Great right? choices. Filled with great music. Speaking of great music, what is your favorite Disney song? Hmm, favorite Disney song? Oh, gosh, that is tough, guys. <laughs> I think When You Wish Upon a Star. Oh, <laughs> a classic. I catch, I catch myself singing that a lot if I'm, you know, like in the middle of a day and I'm feeling, either I'm feeling dreamy or I want to be feeling dreamy. I'll sing it to my baby. Oh, I love that. Okay, yeah. back to heroes and villains. Favorite Marvel okay. film. Oh. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Favorite Marvel film. Ant Man. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. Good choice. Ant Man. Starting <laughs> it for Halloween. Your favorite Disney parks snack? Oh, the bride's churro. Oh, over at yeah. yeah. Never had that. Mm-hmm. Where do you get it? It's it's outside of the the haunted mansion. Ah. Uh, oh, I could really go for a churro right now. I know. <laughs> Soon we shall have churros together. Yes, <laughs> cannot wait for that day. Okay, now comes the hardest question of all. What is your favorite Disney memory? Okay, my favorite Disney memory is being at the parks for a promotional uh, event. I believe it was for Kim Possible. And the voice of Mickey and Minnie were backstage with me. They were married. They were really lovely, lovely people, super in love. You could tell how sweet they were for each other. And when I told them that I was Kim Possible, they said, well, let's make Kim Possible an honorary Mouseketeer. So, <laughs> in their Mickey and Minnie voices, they made Kim Possible a honor and did like a whole little thing with their voices. And they had like a whole thing. And I really wish that Instagram or 
videos were on my phone better at the time, but it was, it was years and years ago. So I only have it for me to remember and, and to be absolutely happy about. Oh, wow. It's more special That's that way. Cool. Wow. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Like this was oh, no awesome. Problem. Oh, you guys are great. Thank you. Wow. Guys, I've got to rewatch even Stevens and Kim Possible. She's great. I love, she's, she's great. just got such great energy and she really was just holding the audience. It, it, it like they they were so entranced with her at D23 Expo. So oh, I, yeah, I, I can see why. With her. I totally. remember that. Well, thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And of course, if you want to chat with us, hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all-new episode of D23 Inside, Inside Disney. Disney.